Blues fans, glad you made it. Welcome to another episode of This Week in the Blues. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Madsen with Big Train and the Loco Motives. So let's take a look at what happened this week in blues history. Jazz and blues pianist Kansas City Frank was born November 26th in 1907. His real name was Franklin Melrose, and he became one of the leading figures in the Chicago blues and jazz scenes in the 20s and 30s. He was strongly influenced by his brother's business partner, Jelly Roll Morton. On Labor Day of 1941, he was found dead in the street after being killed in a bar fight in a club in Hammond, Indiana. Happy birthday to Bernard Allison, born November 26, 1965 in Chicago. He is a son of blues guitarist Luther Allison. He accompanied his father to blues festivals in the early 1970s. And there, he was introduced to Muddy Waters, Hound Dog Taylor, and Albert King, among others. A week after his graduation from high school, he was invited to join Coco Taylor's touring band. During that time, he furthered his guitar skills under the tutelage of Johnny Winner, whom he met when younger, and Stevie Ray Vaughan, who he met in the first year of his career. Mr. Purple Haze, Jimi Hendrix, was born November 27, 1942. In the early 1960s, Hendrix worked as a pickup guitarist, backing musicians like Little Richard, B.B. King, Ike and Tina Turner, and Sam Cooke. Hendrix went to London in 1966, where he created the Jimi Hendrix Experience, with bassist Noel Redding and drummer Mitch Mitchell. The band's first single, Hey Joe hit number six on the British pop charts, and the band became an instant sensation. Briefcase Full of Blues, the debut album by the Blues Brothers, who was Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, was released on November 28, 1978. It is among the highest selling blues albums of all time. It was recorded on September 9th, 1978 at the Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles when the band opened for Steve Martin. The album consists of covers of blues and soul songs from the 50s to the 70s. Now say what you want about it, but the album and subsequent movie introduced a new generation to the blues. And so for that reason, I really like it and respect it. And another person I respect is the godfather of British blues, John Mayall born November 29, 1933. Mayall inherited an early interest in blues, boogie-woogie, and jazz from his father. Mayall took up piano, guitar, harmonica, and formed his first band in 1962, and then founded the legendary Blues Breakers in London, 1963. The band featured a succession of guitarists who went on to greater blues and rock fame, including Eric Clapton, Peter Green, and Mick Taylor, as well as future Fleetwood Mac founders, Mick Fleetwood and John McVie. Early blues diva and recording artist Lucille Hageman was born November 29th in 1894. By the age of 15, she was touring the U.S. South with the Leonard Harper Minstrel Stock Company. In 1914, she settled in Chicago, where, often billed as the Georgia Peach, she worked with Tony Jackson and Jelly Roll Morton. 
In November 1920, Hegeman became the second black blues singer to record after Mamie Smith. She made a series of recordings, and one of her biggest hits was Arkansas Blues. She recorded one of Tom Delaney's earliest compositions, Jazz Me Blues, in 1921, and it went on to become a jazz standard. The outstanding bluesman Robert Lee McCollum, who you may know better as Robert Nighthawk, was born November 30th, 1909. He was the father of blues musician Sam Carr. Nighthawk was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame in 1983. He easily bridged the gap between Delta and Chicago blues, taking his slide cues from Tampa Red and stamping them with a Mississippi edge he learned firsthand from his cousin, Houston Stackhouse. He eventually left Chicago for his hometown of Helena, Arkansas, where he briefly took over the King Biscuit radio show after Sonny Boy Williamson died and continued to play every small juke joint in the area until his death in 1967. Piedmont-style blues guitarist and singer Brownie McGee was born November 30th in 1915. He's best known for his collaboration with harmonica player Sonny Terry. Born and raised in Tennessee, when he was four, he contracted polio, which incapacitated his right leg. His father, George McGee, was known for playing guitar and singing. Brownie's uncle made him a guitar from a tin marshmallow box and a piece of board. At age 22, McGee became a traveling musician, working in the Rabbit Foot Minstrels and befriending the guitarist, Blind Boy Fuller. On December 1st, 1956, Muddy Waters recorded his version of Got My Mojo Working. As the title indicates, the lyrics mention a mojo or a mojo hand. Now, a mojo consists of a flannel bag containing one or more magical items. It is a prayer in a bag or a spell that can be carried with or on the host's body. Waters' rendition is included on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time at number 359. In 1999, it received a Grammy Hall of Fame award and is identified as one of the songs of the century. Well, Blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here. Now, if you want to know more about these artists or, you know, the other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or visit our website at BigTrainBlues.com. We'll have a new episode next week, so we'll see you then.